We've done our best to show the importance of effective communication, but we're certainly not done talking about it yet. One of the main challenges of sustainability is that communication has broken down. It's compromised. There are a few reasons for this, but the reason we want to explore today is based on a game you may have played when you were a child. The telephone game. If you're unfamiliar with it, here's one way it can be played. A group of people stand in a line. The first person at one end of the line whispers a phrase to the person standing next to them, who then whispers the message to the person standing next to them, and so on until the phrase has passed all the way down the line to the last person. The last person then says the phrase out loud to the group, and they can all then see how much the phrase has changed. The more people, the more the sentence is likely to change. Sometimes the phrase just changes by innocent mistakes, and other times, some players intentionally change the original message. Regardless of the reasons, the end result is often the same. The original message and the final message can be quite different. On the subject of sustainability, along with many scientific topics, we play the same telephone game on a global level. The scientists have to pass along their findings to journals, which are then picked up by various media, which is then often passed along through various social media, which then can be passed on by people talking amongst one another. And the more the info is removed from the original source, the scientists, the more the information is vulnerable to many errors, which may lead some to ponder whether science is dumb when the info is so far removed and so different from the original source. We will highlight this by using an example of a common sustainability misconception. That we should be just as, if not more worried, about global cooling as we are about global warming. In this episode, we'll explore the whole story and explain why we should not currently be concerned with global cooling or an impending ice age. The only globally cool thing we should all be concerned about is, wait for it, our podcast. Cue the music, Carlos. Welcome to Viable Underdogs, where we try and teach you cool things and hopefully encourage everyone to become a bit more sustainable. My name is John. The cool as a glacier Carlos is with me as well. This is episode 27, A Perfect Cube. This is the fourth episode of our Is Science Dumb series. Today, we're continuing our discussion about science and whether it is dumb, or often the victim of problems such as incomplete or exaggerated stories. We'll explore this issue using an example of a sustainability topic that is often misunderstood due to irresponsible or incorrect media reporting. This is not specifically targeted anywhere. Media pertains globally to social media, news outlets, blogs, podcasts, etc. We often quickly gloss over concepts in this show, since this is a crash course on the challenges of sustainability. As always, we encourage our listeners to do more research on their own, and they can often start with the references and sources we leave at the end of many of our episodes. We will leave a few links at the end of this episode, since our super simplistic explanation may leave something to be desired for many listeners particularly as we are not environmental scientists. But we take what they say and dumb it down. Not because we think our listeners are dumb, 
but because we like complicated concepts to be simplified so that anyone, including us here at Viable Underdogs, is able to understand it, even if their background is not in the field being discussed. This is a global problem, and we need to ensure everyone is on the same page when it comes to knowledge on sustainability. Originally, this was not a topic we were going to cover since it's technically covered by episode 8. But during the course of different research we've performed, we've heard exactly this story come up from very intelligent and educated people. Even some people concerned about other issues in sustainability. It's not uncommon that there exists many sides and additional info to any one singular story. And when you're dealing with things as complex as atmospheric or geological science, it's very easy not to have the full story or all the required information to make informed decisions. On the subject of sustainability, you'll sometimes hear two very contradictory statements. The majority of the time, you'll hear discussion of global warming, which in turn causes climate change. Or, you'll occasionally hear the exact opposite, that we should be more concerned with the planet cooling. Huh? Clearly, science is dumb, right? Some suggest it's possible there is an imminent ice age approaching. Alluding back to episode number 3, when we mentioned inaccurate science in movies, the movie, The Day After Tomorrow, does a terrific job of taking scientific concepts, then spinning them to make them far more entertaining and far less scientific. Other times we occasionally hear the story of solar cycles and how the sun can heat up and cool off our planet as well. Well, here's a fast and far too simplistic explanation to hopefully bring everyone back on the same page. The Earth undergoes changes all the time. For the most part, these are slow changes and they take place over thousands or even millions of years. It is a big engine after all, as we will explore further in our upcoming Feedback Loop episode. Ice ages were proposed in the mid-1800s by scientists working on the study of glaciers like Louis Agassiz. Ice ages are due to a combination of factors such as tectonic and volcanic activity and the gravity of other planets affecting Earth's orbit around the Sun. Our planet currently oscillates between two versions of itself, hot periods and cold periods. These periods last in the millions of years and alternate between times when there are large ice sheets covering the planet and times when there is no ice. As you are probably aware, a significant portion of our planet's surface is currently covered by ice on the North and South Poles. Now during these periods where the Earth has ice, otherwise known as ice ages, there exists warming periods where the ice retreats. The planet alternates between times when there is more ice covering our planet and less ice covering our planet, and this process happens over the course of thousands of years. It's typically not a fast-moving event. These warmer periods during the Ice Age are called interglacial periods. The colder periods during the Ice Age are called glacial periods. So, to summarize so far, the Earth can either have no ice, or it can have ice, otherwise known as an ice age. 
During the ice ages, it can have colder periods with more ice or warmer periods with less ice, called glacial and interglacial periods. Current civilization and the world we are currently living in is part of this interglacial period, meaning our world has ice, but not the maximum amount it can have during the glacial period. And yes, there is another glacial period coming. And these are timelines that span over thousands of years, and the current projections put this next glacial period over a thousand years from now. So waiting for this glacial period to come offset the artificial warming humans are creating is not a good strategy. Because the consequences for our actions are already taking place, and will only get worse in the coming years. We can hardly afford to wait 10 years, let alone the thousand years it would take for the next glacial period. The planet itself does not really care how hot or cold it is. It's been hotter and colder than it currently is today in its past. During Earth's creation, the temperatures would have been in the thousands of degrees, enough to melt solid steel, and maybe get a crazy good 10. However, we should keep in mind that our current climate is what makes itself suitable for our current civilization and all of the other life that exists on our planet right now. Assuming we overcome this unsustainable challenge, then a thousand years from now, if we intend to stay on this planet, we would ironically probably have to artificially heat the planet again. Although this time, it would be done intentionally. And we would likely use the knowledge we are acquiring now for ideas on how to do that. But we cannot currently afford to heat the planet any more than we already have. Global warming is wreaking havoc on our climate, resulting in a climate crisis. So yes, there are in fact two components to the story. The planet is indeed in a colder period, and we will one day, many centuries, or millennia from now, need to address the challenge of another glacial period. But the current and immediate problem is that we need to put a stop to the artificial heating and the associated climate crisis we are causing right now. The Paris Agreement we refer to quite a bit on this show was internationally signed in 2016 and accepted to address exactly this problem. And to further clarify, the reason we mention this agreement is because it's an international step in the right direction. But the agreement alone is far from enough to correct these sustainability issues. Okay, what about the sun? Could the sun also be responsible for potentially cooling the planet? The sun alternates between different cycles as well. These are referred to as solar maximum and solar minimum, last about 11 years, and refer to more active and less active periods of the sun. We'll leave sources with far better explanations at the end of the episode. There are some experts suggesting that during periods of solar minimum, the sun's heating effects cools off to some degree. This even leads some to suggest, incorrectly, that a mini-ice age can occur on Earth during this time. This cooling effect, if present, would cool the average temperatures less than humans heated up in the course of a decade. So best case scenario, this cooling would give us back 10 years of human-caused heating. And this effect is temporary. 
Once the period of solar minimum ends, a solar maximum begins, and any beneficial cooling is now gone. Regardless of whether this effect even exists is irrelevant since the effects caused by it are fairly minimal in the grand scheme of things. The existence of this confusion provides a good example of incomplete information. Further proof that we need to default to the collective expertise of an entire field of professionals. See episodes 22 and 23. The worst part is, it's easy for the average person to get confused, especially if one source decides only to report on a part of the bigger story. Whether this is done intentionally or not is irrelevant. The damage is done. Any source reporting on these matters without covering the full story is doing the general public a great disservice. Since the general public relies on these entities to translate complex concepts and simplify it for them. See episode 18. But this hasn't happened. And this is one small example of a large amount of data and knowledge that has been saturated with incomplete stories, exaggerations, and other examples of irresponsible journalism, particularly on the subject of sustainability. See episode 8. When the lines of communication have been compromised, the ability to enact realistic solutions and change is compromised as well. This broken communication is one of the largest problems regarding sustainability that requires immediate correction. We have an upcoming episode with a sole focus on the problem of communication for exactly this reason. Alright, we know, we know. You're already on the edge of your seat in anticipation. We could probably compare your excitement to what everyone's favorite saber-toothed squirrel would feel if he ever did get that darn acorn. Cheers. Thanks for listening. As always, please share and forward this podcast. The first step towards realistic sustainability is in knowledge and discussion, and this can't happen without everyone's input. Please send any questions, comments, or saber-toothed squirrels to viableunderdogs at gmail.com. Our intro music is composed by Mark Karnowski, and the music currently playing by Jonathan Atkinson. More info on Ice Ages can be found at www.pbs.org slash wgbh slash nova slash ice slash chill. The article is called The Big Chill, written by Kirk Mosh. More info on the solar cycles can be found at theguardian.com. The article is titled, The Imminent Mini Ice Age Myth is Back and It's Still Wrong. It was written by Dana Nucitelli on January 9th, 2018. More info still can be found at NASA. The article is called The Solar Minimum is Coming and published on June 27th, 2017. There's also a helpful video further explaining this concept. It can be found online at science.nasa.gov and you can input the article name into the search bar. The last article we'll include was published by MIT. It's called Global Warming Versus the Next Ice Age, written by Franklin Hadley Cox on December 21st, 2009. It can be found at technologyreview.com. They also have a helpful search bar to locate the article. Last, Carlos mentioned how people are expected to put a lot of faith in him without them knowing too much about him. And in that spirit, we will occasionally be sharing little tidbits about him at the end of some episodes. For instance, Carlos is deathly, albeit kind of weirdly, afraid of polar bears.
although he is concerned with their vulnerable status as a species.